All right, we got Josh McDaniels joining us here. Uh, Mike Giardi, want to start us off? That was that was a great start to this. I think I have too, Josh. So you know, it's it's the season, right? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm just curious what goes into the decision to call a trick play and then to call multiple ones as you did against the Jets and maybe, you know, I think we're all thinking like maybe keep one in your back pocket. I, I just kind of, can you take us somewhat through the process there? Sure. Um, the first thing I would say is, is uh, they may be a little bit uh, different in terms of the scheme, but I usually tell the guys that we're going to rep them in practice enough and rep them long enough, sometimes for weeks, um, to the point where none of us feel like it's a trick. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is I don't, if I don't feel confident in the, the scheme or the execution of the scheme in practice, uh, if the players don't feel confident in what they're being asked to do, then I don't think it's really a safe thing to use. Um, I think once we've practiced it enough and we've, uh, a lot of times for me, we have to see a bad look and then make a good decision in practice and not, not, you know, not make a, a play, uh, turn a play into a turnover or something like that in practice and see the reactions from the players when those things happen. Um, you know, once that, once we cross over that line and feel comfortable with the decision-making uh, based on who's going to be touching the ball or what have you, then you, I don't really feel it like it's a huge risk myself um, because I trust the guys and trust what we're doing. Uh, and we've seen it on tape and we've got uh, X, you know, got uh, a lot of examples of it in practice. So um, other than that, uh, it's just part of the game plan. Uh, if you can't run them blindly against every defense, that doesn't work. You have to know what you're looking for. And there's got to be a reason behind, you know, just like there is, there's a reason why we run the lead play against certain teams and may not be able to run it against some other teams, you know, uh, some teams are better to run reverses against and some teams are not. Some teams are better to run some other play against, you know, screens, et cetera. So um, if you have a team that you feel like you have a chance uh, that you're going to get that look and the look is, um, you know, something that would be conducive to using a play that's a little different and try to gain an advantage that way, then I feel like it's, you know, worth discussing as we go through the week. Um, I also like to, the coaches have great input on this. Um, I'm not, I don't go into my office and draw up, you know, uh, trick plays, you know, you know, ad nauseum every week, they all have a say in what the game plan is. Some of them, they come from everywhere, you know? And so, um, you know, to me, it's just about whether the idea is sound and whether the defense that we're playing would give us a chance based on how they play and the scheme they use to make it work. And then it goes to trust in the players and giving them enough repetitions in practice so that we all feel like when we, when we call the play, I always tell them if your heartbeat starts going up and we call this, we probably haven't repped it enough in practice. And when we call it in the game, if we, you know, if, if we, we don't miss a beat, we don't get all, you know, wide eyed in the huddle because we know we feel good about our execution and our ability to run it right. Then uh, just go ahead and let it rip. And so whether it's one or two or three or whatever, like I said, I don't really consider them tricks as long as we practice them enough. Um, and so however many we call or don't call, I think is really more based on the game, the situation. Thank you. Yep. So next question, Evan Lazar. Hey, Josh, how you doing? 
Good, Evan. How are you doing? Doing well. I wanted to ask you about the Chargers and uh, Coach Staley there. I think from the media perspective, the mantra is that they're the too high safety team, right? They're, they're the team playing that the most in the league. And I was just wondering if that's what you see on tape when you watch these guys, if they play a lot of too deep. Um, first of all, Brandon, he's, um, he's a good friend. He does a great job. Um, you know, he's, he's been tremendous at every stop that he's been at in his coaching career. I have a, uh, a great appreciation and respect for what he does, the way his players play. Um, he's got a really good staff over there. I know a lot of those guys on that staff, um, and, and they do a great job on defense. They did a great job in LA last year. Uh, he's learned from a lot of great people, um, and they mix it up, Evan. Uh, you're definitely going to see some split safety zone uh, mixed in there, uh, but uh, I'd say this is one of the one of the best teams in the league in terms of not presenting you with what they're actually playing pre-snap. Uh, that we'll see. Um, you know, they they make one thing look like another, uh, then they try to spin out of it or rotate late or just make it a little muddy or gray for the quarterback. I think they do a really good job of that. Um, and they disguise their intentions. Um, they play a lot of different groupings, a lot of different personnel groupings. Uh, they line up in some different spots and spacing with their players. Like James will play the nickel. He'll play safety. Uh, you know, same thing with Chris Harris. Uh, the front, they'll line up in different spots as well. So um, they make it a challenge for sure. Um, but, but split safety is definitely something that they'll play. They have a lot of confidence in what they do uh, and they should because it's sound and um, they don't give up a lot of big plays and they make you move the ball and try to convert third downs and run, you know, run six plays to get it all the way through the red zone. So uh, very sound approach um, and you're going to have to play really good football uh, to put up points against them. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, next question, Phil Perry. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Good, Phil. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, I guess sort of a follow-up to Evan's question. Do you feel as though defenses are evolving um, maybe away from some of the Seattle three stuff? We had an interesting conversation last week with Robert Sala, who basically said, you know, that a lot of teams kind of adapted that, and then a lot of offenses kind of shaped their offense to defeat that. And now maybe you're seeing an, an, an adjustment to that adjustment on the defensive side. So uh, are the Chargers an example of maybe what's coming next defensively in terms of trend? Um, could be. Um, I know Brandon is uh, very willing to do whatever he thinks um, is necessary to put his players in a good position to be successful. He uses them very wisely. Um, he puts them in spots where they can make plays, create negative plays and, uh, and disrupt the offense quite a bit. Um, there's, you know, there's definitely, you know, the Seattle three approach years ago, um, you know, really was centered around, um, sim simple calls, um, really ability to play fast, be sound, not give up a bunch of big plays, run, tackle, pass rush. Um, and, and always had an extra hat down there in the box in a running game. And it was not an easy thing to deal with. And, you know, you're right. Some teams adapted to it. We've seen it a lot, obviously here. Um, but I think this, 
the scheme that Brandon run is there's, there's some, you know, he's, he, he's created some of this on his own. Um, he certainly learned from coach Fangio in Chicago. I think he's taken a lot of the great things and great qualities that Vic preaches and the schemes that Vic uses. Um, and then he's adapted certainly some of, um, his own thoughts and ideas into what he thinks and believes will work uh, from week to week. Um, and I think it's a great challenge. I really do. I thought it was the same way last year when he was the coordinator in LA and I see the same things coming uh, this week. So um, he makes it hard. He's not predictable. Um, they will not give you uh, their information too many times before the ball snap and their players are almost always in a good position to do the things that they do best. So, um, you know, what more could you ask for, right? As a, as a defensive player. So, um, it's a, it's gonna be a big challenge. I do see this as, uh, something that people would try to copy or emulate, um, you know, and, uh, certainly, uh, they're well on their way to, uh, you know, having a, having a good year defensively and they got some good players obviously to utilize, uh, within the scheme. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Next question, Jim McBride. Uh, good afternoon, Josh. Hey, Jim. Hey. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about Brian Hoyer and just uh, what he's meant to you uh, as a kind of a sounding board and a veteran presence for, for the younger quarterbacks in your room. Yeah, Brian's, uh, Brian's a good friend of mine. Um, he's obviously, uh, you know, I have a, uh, a lot of respect for Brian in terms of what he's been able to do in his career. I mean, anytime you, you, you're in double digits in the National Football League. Um, it means you, you've obviously you've committed yourself. You put in the work. Uh, you take care of your body. You get prepared mentally and physically every year. Uh, so I think he's a great example for our young players um, of what to do. And, and he prepares as if he's playing every single play every single week. And I think that's a great example to follow as well. Um, but he's, uh, he's an unselfish guy. Uh, he's given a lot of himself. Uh, relative to time and uh, wisdom that he's gained over many years. Uh, he's been around some really great players. He's been around some different systems. He's seen different ways to do things. Um, he's been a sounding board for me uh, at times because, again, I haven't, I haven't been in nearly as many uh, places as Brian has been over the, uh, the course of his career. So uh, he brings a unique perspective to our quarterback room, to our offensive uh, room, uh, and he's been great in terms of willing to – willingness to share information. Um, I think he's been uh, really a positive source of communication um, uh, for Mac uh, relative to feedback, uh, both positive, negative, whatever it is. He, he's really just an open sounding board to Mac. I think he's very willing to share with Mac. Uh, he's been a great representative of what you would ask for from a, a player who, who knows what his role is, um, you know, he's, he's ready to go as the backup every week, but certainly uh, there's no question that there's no week that goes by that he doesn't contribute to um, our overall uh, plan, our success, um, and, and, you know, the preparation of the quarterback room in general. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Next question, Bob Sosi. Hey, good morning, Josh. Hey, Bob. Hey, Josh, just a, a two-parter. I was quickly curious about your, the nature of your relationship with Brandon Staley. Because I asked Nick Haley if he had any. I know there's a Carroll connection, yep. uh, a Northeast Ohio connection. And uh, the other part of it is you mentioned that they don't give you a lot of information pre-snap. 
So what are the pitfalls, particularly for a young quarterback, you know, processing and on certain plays, you come off a play action fake and suddenly what you saw before you took the snap doesn't look the same now with the way yep. they rotate their personnel. Yep. Um, yeah, Brandon, uh, I met Brandon uh, a few years back and obviously he has um, experience at John Carroll. He didn't go to John Carroll in terms of school, but he, uh, he, he, he got to coach there. And so he's kind of in the fraternity, um, you know, in a different way, but he's in there um, and he did a great job there. Uh, we were all obviously following them when he was there as a coach, um, did a tremendous job. Uh, he's uh, obviously he's carved his path. Um, and I have a, uh, like I said, a, a great respect for what he's done, um, what he's been able to do in such a short time in the national football league. Um, this guy is, uh, first of all, he's an incredible human being. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a great man and a great person. And I have a, a great appreciation for that. Um, and he is really, really a good football coach, very thorough, um, not afraid to be creative. Um, he's, he's originated some different things here that I'm sure people will be copying, uh, moving forward. Um, and I know his players really enjoy playing for him. Um, and so, um, like I said, it'd be a huge challenge for us this week, uh, looking forward to the preparation because I know he's, uh, he's going to have his guys ready to go on Sunday. And I hope that we can match that this week with our preparation. Um, and then the second part of your question, Bob, was about the young quarterback and the information, right? So, um, you know, you, you just, anytime you play a team like, like, uh, like this, uh, and we played some of them already this year, you know, um, you just got to be disciplined. This comes back to discipline and um, you follow your rules, you're disciplined. You can't take a play off. Um, you got to do a good job of uh, seeing things pre-snap, but also verifying what you, what you thought post-snap. And, and it's just, that's just about uh, again, being disciplined enough to do it on a play after play after play basis, regardless of what the down is, regardless of what the personnel grouping is, regardless of what the play is. And, um, if you'll do that, then you'll give yourself a chance. And um, I think if you take five or six plays off from doing that post snap, you know, you could, you could, it could result in some bad plays. So um, there's definitely going to be an element of uh, discipline required for us to um, be consistently uh, moving the ball forward. And so I think that'll be a big challenge for us as we get ready to go. Again, I think they have really good players. They're very well coached. Um, and they present you with some challenges that, you know, you don't see every week. So um, this will be a, a, a great challenge for us. We're looking forward to starting. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Yep. Just last question, Matt Fator. Hey, Josh, for, for, um, for you guys, as you started to build your plan for developing Mac over the course of a, a season as a rookie, did you look at all the, at the success that Justin Herbert had and was there anything that you could kind of take from studying the way his development went that you could incorporate into using for the, to, to help Mac develop better? Um, I'm certainly, uh, we're, we're obviously aware of, of Justin's, um, you know, his progress, obviously he had a great rookie year and he's certainly off to a great start this year as well. Um, I wouldn't say we uh, went back, to that and tried to mirror it in any way. Um, I think each player is different. Uh, each young player in the NFL is different. 
Um, they're in different situations. There's different circumstances. They're surrounded by different players. They're in different systems. So, um, you know, I think the best thing we could do is try to um, put our players in the right position to grow each week and improve uh, within the confines of what we know. Um, I don't necessarily know everything that they do with uh, their quarterbacks, and that would be the same thing for the other 31 teams. So um, our goal is just to try to uh, identify the things that Matt can improve on from one week to the next. Um, and he's done a good job of being very diligent at working hard at those things uh, within our week of practice to try to make progress in those areas. Um, and, you know, you just try to, you have short-term and long-term goals whenever you have a, a young player like this. And so you short-term, let's try to fix A, B, and C this week. Long-term, we want to get to D, E, F, and G, uh, you know, a month or two from now. And so, um, you know, you're, you're, you're always trying to figure out how to win the game, uh, that particular week at the same time our job will never stop in terms of trying to develop the player so that he can play his best at the end of the year and be the best version of himself that he can possibly be. So our team uh, can, can play to its potential at the end of the year. So um, that's our goal. Uh, hopefully we continue to try to do that each week. And I know we have a great attitude and approach uh, from our quarterback. Uh, he, he meets every day uh, early and he uh, does everything he can to try to make it count. So, um, look forward to trying to do that again this week. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Josh. Thanks a lot, guys.